0: Nobody has uttered a word. I've been up since 5.45. Nobody's uttered a word until one second after I pushed the record button. And then Mr. McHenry felt the need to tell everybody that it's his birthday tomorrow.
1: Right. Right.
2: Welcome back to Three Keto Dudes and a Cat. Wait, Three (laughs) Keto
0: Dudes?
2: (laughs) This is Carl Franklin from Connecticut. I went keto in 2016 to reverse diabetes and lose weight. It's my mission to spread the science of keto and to show the world how cooking is necessary for keto success. Oh, and duck fat.
0: Duck Duck fat! fat.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And I'm Carrie Brown, and that was Mr. McHenry, the cat. And we also live in Connecticut, just a different part Carl. I'm a trained pastry chef who went keto to control and eventually eliminate symptoms from bipolar 2 disorder and depression. I take no medications, I have no symptoms, and it's my mission to show the world that keto food is not only delicious, but it can be better than any other kind of food.
2: who's that other
1: guy? Yeah, I'm Richard Morris. I'm in Canberra, Australia, and I've been ketogenic for... Five years, two months and seven days. And wow. uh, woo-hoo! Yeah, woo-hoo. <laughs> And I'm a student now. I'm a, I'm a I'm a keto dude emeritus. I know I'm yeah. a keto dude on a on a regular basis. But I'm
2: a I'm a full time student. And this show is a document of our experiences thriving for years in nutritional ketosis. Yeah.
0: And also our experiences reversing diabetes and depression and feeling better than we ever have before.
1: Yeah, and hopefully that might help a few people who are curious about this kind of dietary hacking. Hacking. (laughs) Hacking.
0: Now, we don't give medical advice because not one of the three of us are doctors.
2: I'm working on it. Right. We just want to share our experiences and review the research that supports it. Oh,
1: and macadamia nuts.
2: Yeah, they grow on trees down there, don't they?
1: Well, they're Australian. <laughs>
2: it's bush tucker. We share our recipes and any science we find in the show notes.
0: My favorite favourite part, recipes. And today, we have a Richard recipe.
1: Yeah, Yes, I carry you off the hook. In fact, I'm going to do six recipes.
2: So. Oh, good Lord, man. It <laughs>
1: should be enough for several months.
0: <laughs> Always <recipes>. the overachiever.
2: <laughs> so let's start podcast number 174. Where have you been, Richard
0: Morris? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get started with Mr. Morris, let's explain in English what a ketogenic
2: diet is. Right. That's any diet that puts you into a state of ketosis where you're burning fat for energy rather than glucose. And the way we did it was to limit our carbohydrates to 20 grams or less every day, have a moderate amount of protein, one to one and a half grams per kilogram of lean body mass, and all our energy comes from
1: f- f- fat. Fat.
2: <laughs> fat. Yes, fat. If you're just starting, listen to our starting keto show at start dot com or just start listening from episode one and you know i love it somebody came up to me today and said hey you still doing that keto thing <laughs> and i said yeah i'm doing it for life and uh they said well i i saw your podcast what are some good resources <laughs> uh that what you know yeah. <laughs> Well, uh, let's start with you, Carrie. What's new? What have you been doing this week?
0: Um, it's been guest central once again here at the, uh, the Brown Forest in Connecticut. I had a friend from England's daughter here for a few days, and then I had yet another West Coaster out here uh, trying the delights of life in Connecticut.
2: Of which there are many.
0: Very many. And then today, the lovely Kim Houghton and I launched open enrollment for the third round of the Happy Healthy Keto program. So, as always, a busy week, but a super fun week.
2: Fantastic!
0: And what about you, Mr. Franklin? Where are you?
2: I'm actually in Norway, in Oslo, Norway, at NDC, the Norwegian Developers Conference, and... Um, I've been here speaking at this conference, and I'm holding my own with sardines for satiety, which I brought with me, and bunless McDonald's burgers for dinner, because everything is expensive here. People just don't eat out because it's just too expensive. So I'm I'm taking the uh, economic route, and I'm getting my triple cheeseburgers with no ketchup and no buns, and it's filling me up.
0: There is always a way.
2: There's, There's always, always way.
0: a way to stay keto on the road.
2: Exactly. What about you, Mr. Morris? What was your week like? We'll get into what your year has been like, but sure. what's your week been like?
1: Well, it's kind of interesting because we're equidistant around the planet. We're- it is interesting. <laughs> yeah, so we're about 120 degrees away from each other uh, spread yeah. around this planet. I'm. Uh, it's the middle of winter here of course, and it's cold, and I've got the heaters off because the heaters make loud noises.
0: Uh, Oh, cold my foot. (laughs) (laughs) I've lived in Australia. I know what cold is.
1: Yeah, you've never lived in Canberra, though. Everybody in Australia thinks of Canberra as being like the cold capital of Australia. Of course, to, to anyone in the rest of the world, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's barely cold, barely freezing.
2: It ain't Minnesota cold.
1: It ain't Minnesota cold. Yeah, I've, uh, I'm on my uh, mid-semester break, so I've just finished all of my uh, end of semester exams. And I'm getting ready for the next semester, which starts the day after Keto Fest. Wow. And of course, I'm getting ready for keto fest as well. So uh, I'm yeah. I'm doing some I'm doing some recipes, uh, in the kitchen demos. In fact, I'm doing six recipes in the kitchen demos.
2: Um, and you're talking at this year. You're, you've got a slot, a speaker slot.
1: Yeah, I'm going to do an actual presentation, and I'm writing a book. Um, I'm writing a book called um, uh, "Why Is the Fat Man Hungry."
2: Right. Yeah, that was what we talked about with you last month.
1: Yeah. So I I'm actually self publishing it, and I will have physical. Uh, or I hope if if I'm – put it this way, I'm putting in about 328-plus hours to get this book done. Um, wow. and I, it's 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 well below minimum wage <laughs> if, yeah. I, if I sell any of these at all. but um but I think it's good to have uh, have a book out there uh, at least um, describing some of my uh, journey and also some of my observations about um our assumptions about the world, uh, certainly when when it comes to human energy metabolism. And so I'm working on the book right now, and um I hopefully, not only will I be doing a kitchen demo at Keto Fest, uh, I'll also be doing a podcast at Keto Fest. I'll also be doing a presentation um, on the stage at The Guard at Keto Fest. And I'm hoping to, um, uh, if I have my physical book there, uh, then I'm hoping to uh, sign copies. So,
2: yeah, all four. That's great. Yeah. Going to be a good I'm one. I'm
1: really getting engaged. It'll be the Richard Morris show. No, yeah. it'll be the Stephen Finney show. That's, well, that's, that's true. Yeah, buried the lead there, Carrie. Jeez. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: This is Stephen Finney Keto Fest. Yeah, I think we should rename it, <laughs> the Stephen Finney Keto Fest.
2: That's it, Finney Fest. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait because I'm doing a kitchen demo, too, of bazoodles, and I'll yeah. be serving some lasagna, I think. Nice. I'll definitely be serving lasagna at the VIP party, and I believe I'm going to do a uh, – The plan right now is to serve a sort of cheese lasagna, just a white lasagna.
0: Oh, and that was another thing I did this week. I've started trialing ice cream recipes for the VIP party.
1: Oh, wow. So what are your ideas, Carrie? What sort of ice cream are we talking about?
0: So we decided, because we have a very special person coming to serve coffee on the Sunday, Mm -hmm. um, a local brewer called Matthew Mm Dutrumble, who has a store in Norwich, Connecticut, and he is – uh, he roasts all his own beans. He also roasts all his own cocoa and makes 100% chocolate out yes, of it. Yes, he does. So, And he has magically fantastic coffee. So what we decided to do was that I'm going to make coffee ice cream and chocolate ice cream for the VIP party using his hand-roasted coffee and chocolate beans, cocoa beans. Oh, that's great. Nice,
2: yeah. Wow, I can't wait.
0: However, I've discovered this week that you only need half the amount of Matthews beans to get the same intensity of flavor in the coffee ice cream. So I am having to do a little bit of reformulating, but it's going to be epic.
2: Oh, I didn't tell you. I made ice cream for my kids the other night. I made a peanut butter base Mm -hmm. with a fudge swirl.
0: That sounds terrible. (laughs) Oh, it was
2: amazing. (laughs) I
1: bet the kids loved
2: it. Seriously, they were like, I could eat this Mm. all the time, every day. Diet food. And uh, (laughs) so I'm going to keep them, uh, I'm going to keep a full stash in the freezer all the time. (laughs) There you go. All right. Well, it's time to give away a Two Keto Dudes coffee mug to one lucky member of the Two Keto Dudes fan club, which you can join for free at fanclub.twoketo.com.
0: And. Who is the winner this week, Carl?
2: This week's winner is Mary Donaldson.
0: Go Mary!
2: Yay! Congratulations, Mary. And uh, Mary wins a coffee mug just for being a member of the fan club.
0: But if you don't want to wait to win a coffee mug, you can get one for yourself online at gear.tukito.com.
2: All right, Richard. Well, you know what segment's next. Let's uh, show Carrie how it's done, shall we? One, two, three...
0: Letters. <laughs> <Delicious. laughs>
2: post. Do we have some post, Carl? <laughs> what you got, Cal? Oh. Well, last week I told you that I posted in the great big public uh, before and after keto thread in the forum. Uh, that I wanted to expand these posts to stories that are outside of our readership. So basically, there's so many success stories on keto. Mm. uh, We don't want to seem like we have a monopoly on them at the forum. They're all over the place. So we ask people to post links to keto stories on other blogs and magazines or whatever. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Somebody did. Pub Girl did. Mm. And this is... um, an article in The Startup, which is at medium.com. And it's, I tried keto for a month, and here's what happened. Subtitle, the diet seemed like a crazy whim, then it worked. <laughs> LeBron, I'm just going to read it because it's quick. Mm-hmm. LeBron James is a fan, so it is Halle Berry, Vanessa Hudgens, and at least one Kardashian. But is the ketogenic diet, where you get 70% of your calories from fat, 20% from protein, and 5% from carbs, healthy? Is it even doable or smart? Shape magazine named Keto as the most popular diet of 2018, with everyone from celebs to personal trainers extolling its virtues. But I wasn't interested in being one of the cool kids. I just wanted to lose 15, okay, 20 pounds, and figure out why I was tired all the time. The fatigue wasn't a new thing, but it was happening more frequently, especially after I ate. One morning I was on my second cup of coffee, struggling to focus on the computer screen when I was forced to lay down. I simply couldn't fight the urge to take a nap. An hour later, I woke up feeling rested and worried. What happened? The fatigue hit me five minutes after finishing breakfast. Was it my blood sugar? Maybe I was hypoglycemic or diabetic or allergic to something. I'd eaten a healthy breakfast. (laughs) Two slices of high-fiber organic toast topped with almond butter and sliced bananas. (laughs) Surely that should have energized me. But it turns out while that quote-unquote healthy breakfast did have 13 grams of fiber and 13 grams of protein, it also had 23 grams of sugar. That's more sugar than in a Krispy Kreme jelly donut. Wow. It gets worse. I had eaten 71 grams of carbohydrates, more than twice as much as the 28 grams of carbs found in a Snickers bar, and since carbs turn into glucose or sugar in the bloodstream, it's no wonder I'd felt like I'd eaten two candy bars for breakfast. So it goes on and on and on, and there's a part in here where it says, when doing everything right is wrong. I was not only eating plenty of high-fiber carbs, I was avoiding processed food, cramming in as many veggies as I could, and exercising like a fiend. I'd gone from working out three days a week to six. I incorporated high-intensity interval training into my workouts and extended my cardio sessions, yet my weight had actually gone up. Anybody? (laughs) Anybody can relate? No? Yeah. Anyone? I can. Yeah. So she decided to try keto for a month. Here's what happened. One, lost weight. The weight just dropped mm-hmm. off. Yeah. And I not only lost pounds, 10 to be exact, I also lost one inch from my hips, my problem area, and went down a dress size. Even better, it was effortless. Two, I peed a lot, like a whole lot. Yeah. Like, if there was a contest for most pee excreted in a given day, I could easily take Top honors. <laughs> I know what you're thinking. It's just lo- about losing water weight. That's not real weight loss. It's a scam. It's this year's grapefruit diet. Believe me, if I had no experience with keto, I would be thinking the same things. But indulge me for a moment. In the wee bit of science I've been able to pick up since starting my keto journey, it turns out that when your body shifts from burning glycogen or carbohydrate stores to burning fat, you excrete a whole bunch of water and sodium. Apparently, for every gram of glycogen your body stores, it also stores three grams of water. Mm -hmm. True story. Yep. Those three grams of water are actually bound to every gram of glycogen. So when you begin depleting your glycogen stores, you also lose a lot of water. This accounts for the fast weight loss many people enjoy on keto. So yes, it is water weight. However, that doesn't mean you'll gain it back or that you'll stop losing weight on keto. Now, number three, I got dizzy and lightheaded. This was my experience of the so-called keto flu. It's not a stuffy nose kind of flu, but rather a lethargy that kind of descends on you. I noticed symptoms of fatigue about three days in. About two weeks in, I found myself getting dizzy while trying to exercise. Yep. And about three weeks in, I found it difficult to complete a workout. Mm -hmm. Ten hours and about 30 articles, podcasts, and YouTube videos later, I came to the conclusion that my electrolytes were low. The fix, get more sodium. Now, here's where it gets fun. Stephen Finney, MD, PhD, who is speaking at Keto Fest, by the way, yeah. who has spent 40 years studying nutritional biochemistry, suggests getting five grams of sodium per day on a ketogenic diet. That's a lot, the equivalent of two and a half teaspoons of salt. Remember, salt includes both sodium and chloride, not just sodium. And you have to get that every day because the body can't store sodium. I'm not going to lie, that's been tough for me. I don't eat a lot of processed food, and I can't seem to just drink salted water or put a quarter teaspoon of salt on my tongue and chase it with water as many do. My solution is to eat four to five olives per day, about one gram of sodium, and also drink bone broth, and salt my food heavily, and take salt tablets. I do that as well. It's not ideal, but I'm getting there. She says her hormones go nuts, and she ends with, it's the one diet that was easy to stick to. And then, of course, she felt calm and clear-headed, zero cravings, cravings went away, she doesn't get aches and pains anymore, going out to eat was challenging, but as Carrie and I talked about uh, earlier, there's always a way, even if it's McDonald's bunless burgers in a pinch, there, there's a lot of easy ways to do keto. So I thought that was great.
1: Yeah, it sounds like she had done the research. Um, if she knows Stephen Finney's work, then she knows the original gangster of ketogenic dieting, and he's the dude. So uh,
2: He is the dude.
1: Well done for our uh, ketogenic diet because she's uh, done a good job.
2: Yep, and this is exactly what we hoped for, that we want to point to success stories out in the world, not just in our community, but uh, to sort of gather them, gather them there. But... um Nice. Be inclusive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess that brings us to you, Richard. Uh, where have you been? <laughs> I've been at school.
1: I've I've been going to Australian National University, um, number 10 university in the world, number one Australian university. Yeah. Um, we. I mean, the, the university is – there's not a lot of biochemists here. Uh, so it's not strong in biochemistry. It's a medical. It's got a medical school, and so I'm doing a, uh, some medical subjects, and I'm doing basic yeah. biology and basic chemistry subjects. But the school is one of the premier schools in the world uh, in astronomy. <laughs> Um, the the vice chancellor is a, a Nobel Prize winner who um, discovered the expansion rate of the universe and wow the the school has has like thirteen or fourteen telescopes um, some of the largest telescopes in the world um,
0: wow
2: so is that something that interests you have you been able to look through them.
1: It it was as it was as a, as a kid. I loved uh, astronomy. When I was fifteen, I I painted my entire ceiling uh, space blue, and then did two massive big circles and put stars uh, in the precise places that they are in the in the heavens, so that I could you know sort of like as a as a as a way of, of sort of teaching myself where the stars all were. Oh
2: wow! Um,
1: so I, I I was right into that as a kid. But my niece actually started university this year. Uh, so, I'm a second year biochemistry student. She's a first year astrophysics student. So, uh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's also cool. very cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so.
2: Wowzers. And I saw uh, you posted on Facebook, you had another amazing dinner at the National Press Club. Uh, I'm having it. yeah I'm
1: at, I've got another one tomorrow night actually the truffle degustation is tomorrow night
2: <laughs> The truffle degustation, truffle is, degustation
1: tomorrow night? is tomorrow night yeah 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 oh. and so uh, and I'm also going to pick up a couple of truffles to bring to KetoFest. fest The other thing is I'm hosting a dinner at the Press Club after Keto Fest, called the Grain and Grape Evening. It's a an evening of tasting whiskies and cognacs with the uh, tasting notes being given by the guys that actually made the whiskies and cognacs. So that's kind wow. of cool as well. So I, I'm hosting that. You have
0: a fun. terrible life, huh, Mr. <laughs> Morris? <The> <laughs> yeah, life
1: no sucks. Kidding. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not I'm not your average university student. Put it this way, I'm 53. That's so a bit old for that.
2: So, for those who don't know, uh, Canberra, the capital of Australia, is also the truffle capital of the world, is it not?
1: Oh, it's a tra- truffle capital of Australia. I think the French and the Italians would both disagree with you about the truffle capital of the world because. My bad. But I mean, we, we, we produce perigord truffles. The thing is that we have winter when everybody else has summer. And you need a frost Mm. to have uh, truffles. And so uh, during the off-season for the European truffle festivals, um, we we have our on-season. So so we're supplying restaurants all over the world at this particular time of the year uh, because the the French and Italians aren't producing at this time. And then sort of like September timeframe, September sort of uh, to November they start producing their truffles so yeah
2: but i knew that there was a lot of truffles in canberra and i've i've had them we made yeah, truffle ice cream when i was there at keto fest down under
1: yes we did and we also made one at in keto fest so what i do every year at keto fest in connecticut is i i do a a, a, a uh, a, a meal for the the volunteers. And so this yeah. last year I did fennel salad and sous vide salmon and uh, truffle ice cream for dessert. So uh, uh that was for the volunteers. So, you know, if you vo- if you sign up to be a volunteer for Keto Fest, there's a good chance I'm going to get to cook a meal for you. So And like- you can go to
2: volunteer.ketofest.com to sign up for that by the way. Excellent. And uh you also brought a truffle to my house and we yep. put it in a, a bin with eggs. Yep and they turned into truffled eggs in three days. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Wow. Yeah,
2: every two days, actually. Oh, two days. Yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, three days is too long. Once it's been on for three days, that's like right on the edge, and so you just replace it with another two eggs, and you just keep going like that, Um, and those eggs have got the truffle flavor infused into them, and then you make ice cream with those eggs, and then you shave a little bit of truffle into the ice cream, and that's how you get the flavor in there.
2: So the truffle degustation isn't keto, I take it but there's a lot of great food. Are you going to taste it all?
1: Yeah, I'll taste it all. I I probably won't taste the dessert. What will happen is the chef will send up a cheese platter for Jules and I, which will have truffles – truffle cheese – uh, and everybody else will have like some kind of truffled ice cream, um, but sometimes the chef actually borrows my allulose and goes to town on making uh, uh, desserts because <laughs> I'm the only one in I'm the only one in Canberra apparently who has allulose.
2: and he loves it.
1: All the the chefs love it all over. The chefs all over Canberra love it, and they they keep on coming to my place to uh, <laughs> to borrow a cup of allulose.
2: <laughs> That's so good. Yeah, I met the chefs when I was there, and they they're really into it. They yeah, they, they really totally. embrace it. Yeah, they loved it. Yeah. The thing that occurs to me, maybe it has to you guys too, but if you're a chef and you're cooking with more fat, mm. it's almost an unfair advantage because your food is mm. going to be tastier by default.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, because uh, that's that's where the flavor is, right? I mean, it's just like it can't it almost can't taste bad.
2: Right. So do you yeah, those guys obviously have embraced it and are doing it well. Oh,
1: they, and and they don't mind doing a ketogenic diet. For, for Jules and I they're not they're not great at it they, I mean they they do they do they make a really good effort and they get it almost yeah. right every now and then there's there's a thing where they that you know that that you know you just got to be careful with but for the most part they're uh, they're on the top of it and as far as uh, places to go in canberra to get a ketogenic meal I highly recommend the press club they look after you. So
2: here at NDC, they uh, it's in an arena. It's at the Oslo Spectrum, which is a big arena where they have sporting events and rock mm-hmm. concerts and everything. Okay. And all around the perimeter are food stations. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, from the begin- from morning to night, they're mm-hmm. serving food. And so, you know, there's chili dogs and sushi and pizza and potatoes and all that stuff. And they had one this year called Keto-licious. Okay. I was like, huh, let's check out this menu. Mm. One was a beef salad, which was shredded beef, and I swear it had barbecue sauce on it. I tasted, oh. I had a bite, and I was like, oh, that's sweet. No. And garbanzo beans, oh. which, you know, they're, uh. they're, they're they're carby. They're not great. Where's they're the not, fat? They're not the worst. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, there's there's no extra fat on it, right? And then the other thing they had was a, a sort of a, a salad, that was covered in pomegranate seeds right yeah. and so and and obviously and again no no fat so it's lowish carb well you know the the chefs or whatever they just you know they don't take the time to research what keto food really is.
1: Hmm. The problem is that uh, that a lot of the cheapest ingredients uh, that you use to make food are your staples. You know, all grains yeah. and, and and seed oils, and these are uh, you know. So if you if you're running a business, you want to keep your inputs as low as you possibly can. Um, right, you're gonna use. Uh, cheaper ingredients, and so that, that's what it comes down to. We've always said this um, on the show that you yeah. you really need to you really need to cook to have control of what goes in your mouth.
2: Well, there's a difference, I think, between you know a place like this where you've got people there anyway; they're going to eat mm. what you give them, no matter what, and it's True. free, so they're not going to complain about it. And if you have a restaurant where your goal is to make the most delicious food you possibly can, so that people will come back again and again and again. There's a big difference there, so yeah. If if I was running a keto restaurant, I would use the all the ingredients that I need to use, and I would charge the customer appropriately. Fair yeah, enough. Carrie, what's your been your um, recent keto restaurant experience? What's the latest? You've been the restaurant?
0: No, well that was the funny thing. I all I did. The entire, they were here for five days, Mm -hmm. and I hard-boiled some eggs, and I cooked a pork chop, and that was it. (laughs) Wow. And we ate out the rest of the time.
2: Did you go to those great restaurants in Chester?
0: No, actually. We went to... Kent, which is on the westernmost edge of Connecticut because yeah. there's a co- there's a covered bridge there and oh, yeah. one of the rock stars wanted to see a covered bridge. So we went to Kent and there's a fantastic place on Main Street in Kent that does brilliant brunch. They grow their own cows, they make grass-fed burgers and super easy to just hold the bun and get extra veggies. So we we went there. And that was epic. I just can't remember the name of the restaurant, so that's not very helpful.
2: Yeah. But
0: I'll put I'll put it in the show notes so that anyone in Connecticut can see where it was. Okay. Actually, a couple of times we went to a little tavern in this little village called East Hadam. And had fantastic, what you think is going to be just, you know, like little sleepy village, horrible pub food. Really, really nice food and super cheap. So, again, they have grass-fed burgers. They have all the standard fare, but no problem with just... Um, you know, taking off the the fries and and adding some nice greens, especially now I have permission from Doc Nally to eat my lettuce. <laughs> yeah. So um,
2: East Haddam's a beautiful part of Connecticut. That's where the Goodspeed Opera House is, right on the Connecticut River. That's right. Yeah.
0: So yeah, there's been a lot of eating out, and all of it was good, and none of it was hard to stay keto.
2: Yeah. It's just it's just easy.
0: It is just easy, and the other thing we found was that we, I don't. I think we all are two meals a day, so that makes it even easier. You right. know, you have your 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 coffee and something before you head out, and then you're out all day and not really even thinking about it, and then something when you get back home.
2: Richard, what was the uh, what was the last amazing meal you ate? Mm,
1: I had chicken tonight. That was pretty good.
2: <laughs> good old chook
1: Yeah, good old chuck <laughs> roast. chook, roast Mary- chicken marylands, which is one of the recipes I'll be doing for Keto Fest. So yeah, yeah. no, I'm I, I actually don't. I mean, I eat well, but I mostly eat at home. I don't generally yep. go out a lot because um, oh, God, I can't control the food and at least Well, I know, didn't.
2: I didn't say what was the last good meal you had out. I mean, you yeah. you cook obviously. I've you're an amazing cook.
1: Well, the chicken merit are pretty good. Uh, we also did a uh, shortbread that we made from. Uh, we use wattle seed, nice roast wattle seed, which is a an Aboriginal spice that the Aboriginal people use when they make uh, dampers. And um, yeah, so I, we use that to make a a what. So wattle seed flavour is a little bit like roasted coffee. So it's like a roasted mm. coffee flavoured. Um, sort of a nutty roasted coffee flavoured shortbread and then I made a uh, cream cheese frosting using uh, a little bit of allulose, uh, some cream cheese and some lemon myrtle which is a... Another Australian herb. This this is actually the the leaves of like it's almost like a gum tree, but the leaves are really strongly lemon flavored. They're like lemongrass, uh, so sort of that mm. kind of lemon flavored. So it's like so if you could think like a coffee flavored shortbread with a, a lemongrass flavored uh, cream cheese frosting. I've had uh, both
2: of those uh, things, wild yeah. seed and lemon myrtle, because you brought them to me a couple of years oh, ago right. when I first came cool. to Kita Fest. Yeah. you brought me the Australian goodies package. Nice. Which included uh wattle seed and uh, uh macadamia oil with lemon myrtle.
1: Yep, nice. And
2: also <laughs> big bag of macadamia nuts of and uh what else? Oh vegemite of course. Vegemite. <laughs> Everything.
0: You you all just reminded me that actually the last meal I had yesterday was a smoked pork chop. There's a, Uh, and I don't know if you've been here, Carl, but there's a butcher in East Hampton, Connecticut, called the Lucky Goat. And I just, I have to limit myself to being in there for like three minutes. (laughs) Otherwise I'd be bankrupt. They have all the meat and all the seafood and all sorts of crazy deli stuff. But my favorite thing is they have smoked pork chops and you don't even need to cook them. You just, and they are fat. They are like two inches thick wow. and one chop lasts me two days. And uh, my my one of my girlfriends was here from Seattle and we had smoked pork chops for dinner and they were fantastic.
2: I've had amazing smoked pork chops at Daddy Jack's in New London mm-hmm. and he gets them from a supplier in Vermont, a farm in Vermont, mm-hmm. and they're so tender and big fat cap on them, and it's like eating ham. Yep. You know, like bacon flavored pork chops.
0: Yep. Nice.
2: Oh my god. So good. But you gotta get it without the cabbage because the cab the red cabbage that comes with it has got sugar in it. <laughs> Maybe I can convince him to make a batch with allulose for Keto Fest. There you go. Yeah.
0: I love red cabbage. I'm a big fan.
2: Oh, mm. did I tell you? Daddy Jacks is not only gonna serve Carl's Head Pizza at Keto Fest. But they're going to do lasagna.
0: Good. Fantastic. Bazoodle
1: lasagna.
2: Yeah, bazoodle lasagna. So if you haven't had enough lasagna, (laughs) you can order some at Jack's. You
1: get it at the VIP party. You get it uh, at the kitchen (laughs) demo. And then you go out to Daddy Jack's for dinner on Saturday night. (laughs) Why not? Yeah.
2: (laughs) When we get done with you, you're going to explode all over the walls. (laughs)
1: I'm I'm really excited about Keto Fest because Stephen Finney's coming.
2: Oh, that's going to be amazing! That's
1: I mean, that's off the hook. I mean, he he is the original uh, ketogenic researcher. Yeah, and uh, he he's he's just had two papers come out in the last month and. Both of them are are amazing. Have you read those?
2: Yeah. So this was the continuation of the Virtus studies, right?
1: One of them is. One of them's the uh, the two year. Um, it's it's actually Sarah Halberg's study, the the Indiana okay. University um, diet study. Um, two hundred and sixty two participants, and um, and that's the two year study. Well, here's the thing. Everybody has been saying for many many years there's no long term data on ketogenic diets, right? right? Right. You know what long term is in a dietary study? Two years. Two years. So we now have long term uh, studies showing, one, that the ketogenic diet is safe for everybody for at least two years, but also that it uh, reverses diabetes in 53.5% of um, these cases. And these are people who have been diabetic for uh, that. At least eight years since their diagnosis. So this is, um, you know, this is uh, this is not people who were just uh, have just just dipped their toe into pre-diabetes or have just been diabetic for a week. These are people who are hardcore. Um, these people are in danger of losing toes, eyesight, kidneys, all the bad things. And uh, you know, to get fifty three point five percent reversal of diabetes and 17.6 percent remission of diabetes um, yeah. in the in the in the in the treatment arm it's just it's unheard of unheard of so uh, right yeah that that's that's uh that's remarkable but have you did you see the study that dropped today
2: well before you tell me that I, I want to ask you do you think that this Virta study um, the continuing study here, is one of the reasons why the uh, American Diabetes Association now recommends a very low-carbohydrate diet as one of its um, treatments of type 2 diabetes. That's new.
1: Yeah. Yes, it has to be. Uh, they, they have no option. They're, you yeah. can't have a study that shows over half of the participants reverse diabetes, and for the American Diabetes Association not to say, well, okay, we'll, we'll let a few of our people right. um do it do this yeah, um, so yeah it, without a doubt
2: all right so what just dropped today well so the one that
1: dropped today is actually a jeff volleck study steve finney is a co-author on it okay uh it's actually it's actually uh, the title of the study is dietary carbohydrate restriction improves metabolic syndrome independent of weight loss
2: okay in other words it, it fixes the issues of metabolic syndrome issues that cause obesity or contribute to obesity even if it doesn't reduce obesity.
1: Right. So you know what that means? That means that people who are, who are on a ketogenic diet, diabetics who go on a ketogenic diet and plateau and keep calm and keto on, are, are, are healthy despite not losing weight. Right. Losing weight has nothing to do with the mechanism of how di- diabetes is treated right. by a ketogenic diet. Right. That's what this proves. And the, the funny thing is one of the co-authors of this is Ronald Krauss. Uh, and Ronald Krauss is the guy who who discovered small dense LDL. Oh. he's the guy who discovered triglycerides over HDL. This is the guy who he's he's uh, he, uh, I think he's out of Stanford. He he's the guy who basically came up with the idea of small dense atherogenic pattern B uh, LDL and mm-hmm. you know pattern A large uh, fluffy uh, LDL that's benign. It's remarkable because the only way that you can disagree with their study is you can say, uh, "Oh well, you know the biomarkers that they've chose to indicate metabolic syndrome are inaccurate." Because let me let me tell you what the study found. Okay. Okay. They basically took sixteen people, and they they put them on three different diets. So basically it was a crossover study. So so every time these people finish one diet, they start the next diet, and so they they started first with a baseline diet to basically get them weight stable. And if the people started to lose weight, they gave them more food. So they forced them to maintain their body weight through the entire 16 weeks of this study. And what they did was they, did, they had a two-week phase in and then they had the, the low-carb arm and then they had a two-week phase in, and then they had the medium-carb arm, and then they had a two-week phase in, they had the high-carb arm. And it was isocaloric. So it was designed to make sure that they neither gained nor lost weight, and they didn't gain or lose visceral fat either so visceral fat is not the mechanism so the fascinating thing about this is that we we think oh well people go on a diet and they lose weight and then the metabolic syndrome gets better right well obviously the metabolic syndrome is cured by losing weight well this actually shows that this is that mechanism is independent of weight loss
2: so in other words to put it simply obesity does not cause diabetes or metabolic syndrome it's a symptom of it.
1: And or it happens uh, it's a co-symptom of some other uh, factor. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it, it's not a causal. The important thing about the study is that, uh, is that we can now finally say that if you go on the diet and you lose a whole bunch of weight and then you plateau and you're feeling bad because you've plateaued, don't. Right. Because weight loss has got nothing to do with metabolic health. Uh, metabolic health is an independent co-symptom uh, of the of the treatment and uh, your body may be extremely healthy even though you've still got a few pounds to lose and just keep calm and keto on. Eventually, hopefully, your insulin will drop and your weight will drop. Uh, it doesn't always happen. It doesn't happen for everybody. It happens for some people really quickly. It right. happens for other people a lot longer. But the important thing is keep calm keto on.
2: And the important thing is you're metabolically healthy and you're not going to lose toes and... Have heart attacks due to uh, complications from metabolic syndrome. Exactly. Well, this is all great. Um, and you know, this is stuff we've intrinsically known from our experiences and from the science that we we knew about when we started two keto dudes. Yeah. But it's great to see that somebody has actually done real science long term and and proven it.
1: Oh, and and somebody who Ron Krauss is unassailable on this on this subject. If Ron Krauss says that these biomarkers are associated with metabolic syndrome and that a low carb diet uh, reverses these biomarkers, then there's a pretty good uh, indication that these people are reversing uh, metabolic syndrome. And of the of the sixteen people in this study, when they went on a high carb diet, only one went from being having metabolic syndrome to not having metabolic syndrome. When they went on the low carb version of the study. Nine, nine out of sixteen went from in four weeks went from having metabolic syndrome to not having metabolic syndrome, and their wa- their 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 waist measurement didn't change, their body weight didn't change, their visible visceral, visceral adiposity didn't change, uh, but all of their markers of metabolic syndrome changed. Booyah! Keep calm, keto on that's,
2: Keep calm and keto on.
1: That's what I take out of
2: that. Absolutely, that's what we've always said. We we say that so much we put it on our coffee mugs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, you guys uh, feeling peckish? I'm feeling a bit puckish. <laughs> 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 feeling peckish, Carrie.
0: Well, actually, it's not the right time of day for me to be feeling peckish, so I'm glad I'm not. But I have a feeling that I might be when we've listened to uh, what Mr. Morris has up his sleeve
2: for us. Yeah, Mr. Morris, let's uh, let's hear your uh, recipes. Recipes. <laughs>
1: Recipes.
2: <laughs> my my favourite one was when we had Amber call in and they said, Amber, give us the recipe. She went, recipes. <laughs> <laughs> recipes.
0: Recipes.
1: All right. Recipes. I've determined not to let Carl get the last recipes. So um, <laughs> here's what I'm going to do at Keto Fest. I'm going to take a chook. Uh, that's, in Australia we call chickens chooks. I'm going to take a whole chook. You've probably seen this. You go to a shop and you see a whole chicken. and you think, "What am I going to do with that?" Well, I'm going right. to show you how to take a take a chicken uh, and uh, turn it into eight meals. Wow! I'm going to we're basically butchering a chicken. Uh, we're starting from scratch. We're not starting from uh, from cuts butchered by somebody else. And there's a there's a reason for that because the cuts that I'm using are particularly nice to cook with, but they're a little bit. You you have to be probably a little bit better. ..cooked than most butchers uh, uh, are used to dealing with. And so they don't like making these cuts. But uh, but I'm going to uh, take off... First of all, I'm going to take the wing off. And to take the wing, you basically hold the, whole, the chicken up by its wing and you take a very sharp knife and you go around its armpit, around the joint, around its shoulder of the wing. And then you pull back the skin and all of the flesh and you bend the elbow backwards until it snaps off. That's your chicken wing. Put that aside. When we take off the wing on the other side, and what we're left with is a chicken carcass with those two bones sticking out. And then that happened we- to me at summer camp once. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, and then what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to go down the centre line of the of the breastbone, and we're going to cut each of the the breasts off, and we're going to to basically take the the breast, including that bone. Uh, uh, completely off the completely off the carcass, and we're going to basically end up with a a, a lovely breast with the tenderloin underneath. So this is what's right. called the airline cut. It looks a little bit like a hand with the thumb sticking out. Well, that's the bone sticking out. What we're going yeah. to do Sick. is, yeah, we're going to stick. We're going to get some uh, herbs de Provence, so uh, rosemary, thyme, oh. parsley, and and um,
2: uh, sage Lavender uh, I'm not a big fan of lavender f- Personally no, but That's in That's in Herb de Provence I think
1: Yeah I'm not a big fan of it So I make I make my own up But, <laughs> but ah, okay. I, I, I go with uh, I go with uh, Simon and Garfunkel's classic When it comes to chicken.
2: <laughs> Parsley, sage, rosemary and thyme yeah. You got it
1: And uh, it's Maybe sometimes a little bay leaf But anyway So uh, So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take I'm going to chop up some of the, those herbs And I'm going to take the tenderloin so the tenderloin is underneath the breast. It's a second yeah. muscle underneath the breast. I'm going to take it off because it's not really well attached. I'm going to roll it in the Herbe de Provence. And I'm going to stick my finger under the skin of the breast and stuff the tenderloin in there. Now, wow. this, this particular Never cut, heard of that before. So this particular cut is made to keep the chicken moist so that it would be cook, cooked on a plane. It used to be called the airline chicken. Cut. Um, and so so basically, keep the tenderloin is covered with herbs and stuck under the skin. So it, it basically keeps really moist. So, anyway, that's great. To cook this, um, I'm going to get a hot pan and I'm going to put a little of olive oil in it. I'm going to get the pan really, really hot. I'm going to season the, the, the skin of the chicken breast. I'm going to put it skin side down in the pan for about five minutes. And basically, check it every, every now and then, just lift it up a little bit, just make sure it's not burning before it burns you're going to uh, season the skin side and turn it over basically what you're going to do is you're going to stick a probe in there and when it gets to safe temperature which um, is like 165 uh, Fahrenheit yep um, then 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 it's ready that's that's your airline chicken take the the breast out of the pan and what you have in the bottom of the pan is the fond the fond is yeah. the tasty stuff so what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a bit of chicken stock in that uh, and uh, a few more herbs, uh, maybe a chopped up shallot, and I'm going to make a pan juice, and I'm going to pour it over the top of the chicken, and that's one of the meals. So there's two breasts, that's two meals. Yeah. And then so the next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take the uh, both the thigh and the drumstick off the chicken in one piece. It's in Australia mm-hmm. we call this a chicken Maryland, and in the mm-hmm. states I think they call it chicken pieces or chicken
2: quarters. Called a thigh and leg. Thigh leg. Yeah, so that's what I got—a thigh and leg. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so I'm going to take that off, and uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to roast this. So, preheat our oven to 180 Celsius, 375 Fahrenheit. We're going to season the chicken—that chicken, the 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 Maryland—with uh, salt, and we're going to get a fry pan going with a tablespoon of olive oil in it, and we're going to fry it for about four to five minutes or until
2: golden, skin side down.
1: The skin side, well, if you do the Maryland cut, you'll actually have skin side on both sides. So you do four to five minutes on the first side and then a further six six minutes to colour the other side. And then you put it into a Dutch oven. Take the chicken Marylands out of the fry pan. Put them into a Dutch oven. This is going to go into the oven. So now the next step is we've got our fry pan with all the fond on the bottom. Yeah. What we're going to do is we're going to take uh, so we get two tablespoons of butter. We're going to add it to the fry pan. That butter is going to lift the fond off the bottom of the pan. We're going to add some chopped shallots yeah. to that. Uh, and we're going to basically cook the shallots until they're translucent, and then add about a third of a third of a cup of dry wine. We nice. simmer that for a minute, and that's going to reduce a little bit. And we're going to add a third of a cup of chicken stock. We're going to simmer it for another minute, and uh. then remove remove it from the heat and put it into the Dutch oven. Put the hot, the Dutch oven. Or, or roasting pan uh, into your oven and you bake it for 30 minutes. Or so until- you're
2: really braising it because you got about halfway up with liquid.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. It's, it's, it is definitely a braise. And uh, then uh, so what happens is uh, 30 minutes when that comes out, just before it comes out, you want to get your fry pan uh, that you used before and you want to get, you want to uh, dice up some avocado and basically put a little bit of bacon in the fry pan just to get a bit of uh, grease happening in the pan. Add a bit of salt and then put you, throw in some, some chopped green onions and your diced avocado and then a little bit more of the chicken stock and then this is going to go. So you're basically going to make a bowl with this avocado, with this chicken Maryland and then pour in the juices from the from the from the break. so
2: nice
1: that's the chicken so there's two other two other meals uh so that's two you got two Maryland, so that's another two plates of food so we have got
2: four meals so far
1: we've got four meals so far so we're going to take the uh we and we have the we have the wings wings are easy yeah you know how to you know how to cook wings so um so that's a that's another meal or a little a little hors d'oeuvre chicken wings dust with uh dust with salt dust with a bit of um uh, milk, uh, full cream milk powder and um, and some spices and there you go. That's that's your, the chicken wings. Uh, dunk them into sour cream and um, and uh, rouse uh, hot sauce. There you go. <laughs> so what you've got left is you've got the carcass of the bird and if you look at the back of the carcass where you took the Maryland's off, there's a strip of skin down the back. So we're going to take that skin off the back of the chicken. We're going to put it between two trays uh, with some baking paper, and we're going to put it in a one hundred and eighty degree Celsius, three seventy five Fahrenheit oven for about twenty minutes. Or we're going to keep checking it, and what basically what's going to happen is it's going to fry up and become a chicken skin cracker. What'd you call me? <laughs> and then, so we've got our, we've got our um, our carcass now. Yeah. And what we're going to do is we're going to make stock out of the carcass. Is exactly. And then and so uh, we're going to throw the carcass into a. Um, uh, we're going to put put the carcass in the oven first, just to give it like a, a good fifteen minutes in, to bake it to basically get
2: roast chicken flavors. Brown those bones, yeah.
1: Yeah, I like to dust the carcass with a bit of uh, full cream powdered milk uh, because that that enhances the Maillard reaction. Right. And then I'm going to take those uh, that that carcass, and I'm going to take any uh, any bones or anything from the other meals that, uh, that that people haven't eaten. I'm going to put that into a pressure cooker with uh, a bay leaf, a sprig of thyme, sprig of rosemary, uh, and fill the pot up with water. And then I'm going to to basically hit it for an hour. Which is the longest my pressure my pressure cooker will work, and then hit it for another hour. Yeah, and then hit it for another hour. Yeah, and then hit it for another hour. Yeah, four hours. four hours, <laughs> and that's how I make the chicken stock that I use in the next meals to deglaze pants. Oh my god! I'm short two meals. Those are going to be take that chicken stock and turn it into chicken soup. All you're going to do is reduce it in a pot. Yeah, and I make uh, I make egg noodles. I I just get um. I just get uh, three eggs, uh, beat three eggs uh, with a little bit of salt, and uh, pour them into a flat crepe pan. And uh, and and basically, you just want just enough to coat the bottom of the pan. It's a little bit like the Bazoodle recipe, but it's just using eggs. Yep. I basically coat the bottom of the pa- this uh, crepe pan. I then once once the egg is set, I then tap it onto a board, and I have a basically a a really flat omelette of egg on the board. I then do the next one and keep going until I've finished all the egg. And then I've got a pile of these like crepes, uh, egg crepes, on on a chopping board. I roll it up and slice it with a knife to make um, sort of, uh, of, I guess, fettuccine-sized egg noodles. And I've got my reduced uh, chicken stock. I'm just going to put it into a bowl, add the egg noodles. Now you've got chicken noodle soup for two Some minutes. Some
2: scallions and parsley on top. Uh, mm. you,
1: if you want, you may you may indeed add exactly that. Yeah. So, so that's, that's how to make eight meals out of a chicken. And I'm going to show this off at Keto Fest. I'm going to show you how to butcher a chicken and how to cook these meals. Um, that's and great. I think we'll
2: have fun. Oh, we're definitely going to have fun. Hey dude, it's been so much fun catching up <laughs> with you. I've enjoyed it. Alright, well that's the show. So if you have anything you want to tell us, something we said wrong, something that you don't agree with, some more research that you found to support or refute anything we've said, send it by email to dudes at 2ketodudes.com.
0: And you can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at 2KetoDudes. Make sure you use the hashtag 2 ketodudes
2: And of course, if you want to join the free Ketogenic Forum, it's forum.2keto.com, and you can have a look around the Ketogenic Forum without needing to create an account by starting with success.2keto.com.
0: Also, check out our Facebook group, The Keto Kitchen, if Facebook is your thing. And if you feel like supporting our forums and all the podcasts we produce, please consider making a monthly pledge on our Patreon page at patreon.2keto.com. If you pledge $20 or more per month, you will have access to an exclusive Facebook group, Two Keto Dudes Gold.
2: We also have a free Facebook fan page at fb.2keto.com. So go follow us there. And you can see our podcasts and other videos like Keto Fest videos on YouTube at youtube.2keto.com also we have an amazon affiliate store you can buy your favorite keto ingredients and devices by going to amazon.2keto.com and you can help us out at
0: the same time and if you haven't already please go and leave a review for us on apple podcasts because that's how new people get to know about what we do two keto
2: dudes is brought to you by two keto llc who strives to support the low carb community with podcasts and other publications Now listen up, kiddos, keep calm and keto on.
0: Always keep calm and keto on. Yeah, keep
1: calm and keto on. And thank you, Carrie, for uh, taking over the podcast for me. Much appreciated.
2: Yeah, and uh, this has been a special edition of Three Keto Dudes. And next time (laughs) we'll see you on Two Two Keto Keto
0: Keto Dudes.